turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Well, what a great way to start. What a great day. Thanks for listening to Rob Black and your buddy talking a little stock talks. We talk Starbucks. We could talk all sorts of investments. GoPro. Man, where has the GoPro been, right? What a, what a stock. We talk Facebook. I think maybe we should start with Facebook when we're talking about stocks and talking about investing. The so-called FANG. The F of Fang. You have Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, great Google and Moogla. And I actually got a pretty interesting email over the weekend where someone says, like, hey, I love it when you talk stocks about up and comers. Why don't you talk more about up and comers? I do. I make a point out of it to talk about up and coming stocks probably every month. Um, so out of four weeks of a show, 20 shows, I do talk about up-and-comers, but I don't really highlight it as, hey, everyone, it's me. I'm going to tell you the secrets of making big tons of money. I, I will show you all my favorite stocks. I have shown you all my favorite stocks. And, yeah, I get an email from someone on occasion who's like, well, why don't you tell me about the next Facebook? Or why don't you tell me about the next Amazon? Or, you know, I loved it when you talked about this uh, Chinese company that, you know, is the next no, you don't. Trust me. When it's important, you talk about it. Otherwise, you skip over it. Because that's what this market gives. Some markets, you're in a first year of a bull market, second year of a bull market, third year of a bull market. Everything can work. But when you're late in the game, it's a stock picker's market. And I think that's something that you just need to be really wise about. So... I like to talk about a lot of stocks that make sense for people so they can learn how to compare stocks on their own. Sometimes there's no comparison. Sometimes it's just too new, too young of a company. So Facebook had an opportunity where it had a stunning fall. It wiped out $120 billion. Write that down. Go, go write it down. It's a stunning number. 
that market cap got destroyed. That's a big buying opportunity in a company. Or maybe it's a big selling situation or telling you that it's overpriced. Or maybe it'll take years to get back to it, right? But I can tell you, it's a rarity. A mega cap company with a reasonable valuation whose revenues could grow 25% a year for the next two years. Wow. That's on top of growing 35% this year. Now, of course... Facebook has a ton of problems, and I can, they're easy to throw out, right? If you take a look at them, um, politics is probably number one. Fake news, Russian news, <laughs> they are at the heart of that. But they also are a company that, if you stop and smoke a cigarette and chillax, they got $42 billion of net cash. That's $14 a share. The company bought back a record $3.3 billion last quarter. So 90 days, and again, this is fun. Go write it down. $119 billion market cap wiped off. $42 billion of cash, which comes out to about $14 a share, which, again, I don't want you to get too caught up on. $3.3 billion of their stock buyback record. And it's usually some long-term confidence in a business when you see that. And yet, when the shares dropped, people are like, is that the beginning of the end, or is that it? It trades at 21 times next year's earnings. Okay. So there's a lot to digest there, and I get it. In no way, shape, forward, moving thought, idea in your head, do I want you to think that this is the stock that you buy for your mother or your mother's mother or your wife's mother, maybe particularly, but I'm okay buying a dog. Last week it was a dog. The week before it was just a supercharged superhero. I guess I gotta be careful because I love dogs. Um, I lost my dog recently. It was a heartbreaking event. Maisie the Wonder Dog had to move on after 15 years of serving as a family member. So when I call Facebook a dog, trust me, Facebook, you could only wish you were Maisie the Wonder Dog. But that's not the point. The stock pulls back 20%, 17% in one day. 20% is considered a bear market, right? It's considered a tragedy. And I don't really see the tragedy there because guess what I did last night? Got on Facebook and I looked up my ugly friends and my ugly friends, ugly children. So I got to see the children of ugly people. Yay. <laughs> and I got to see what a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous summer they're having. Tanya. Tanya's having a fantastic summer. She left her husband and got $8 million. And she's having a fabulous, fabulous summer. Do I really need to know this stuff? I don't think I do. In fact, if I could put my head in a hole, I would. And that's where Facebook is interesting, because guess what? I'll probably look at it later today. And maybe I'll notice, or maybe I won't notice, the, the sales, the ads. I don't know Russian terribly well, so sometimes when I see, like, um... The Facebook ads like, comrades, we must rally together to elect Hillary Clinton. I'm like, 
I think that might be Russian. So Alphabet, to me, also looks interesting. Not so much for the mistake that they made, but for the execution that they've been having since they brought in a CEO probably about three years ago now. And I'm not CEO, CFO, excuse me, CFO. Where the CFO kind of made it their goal to share with Wall Street, hey, this is what we just did, and this is what we're going to do. And there's no Russian. There's no twist. There's no trick. There's just kind of a monopoly happening. Alphabet spending enormously on research and developmental capital. R&D. Oh, R&D, how I love you so. R&D. How can a company get better in the world of tech? How can you be cutting edge without R&D? And that's something that Alphabet's doing. I love their YouTube platform. I've watched Mitch Hedberg in concert, complete concert recently. Jim Jeffries, who I'd never heard of, and someone said he's awesome. I watched him in concert. And I'm like, how is YouTube getting away? What's happening here? And I'm, I'm noticing a couple ads. And I get that a lot of stuff is being uploaded illegally. And also I get a lot of it's being uploaded promotionally. So I like Facebook on a dip. I like Alphabet as is. Would I buy Alphabet thinking that it's always going to be the leader or the king? Do I wish the market was down 10, 20, 30, 40%? Yes, that's a fantasy of mine. I love it when markets correct. And I know you're saying, that's your fantasy? I thought it had something to do with Victorious. No, 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 no. I love market corrections. I love Visa in an up market or down market. I like Google in an up market or down market. Facebook, I'm a little more picky on because it's valuation. I own shares of Facebook, but when it falls 19% a day, trust me, I like it a lot more when it's down 19% a day and it's nonstop up. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. The seas rise, me. So it ain't the same. It won't be lost forever. It won't be lost forever. Don't give it. sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. One of the things I kind of want to talk about on a pretty regular basis when I do this show is that I respect you. And one of the things I don't want to do is try to, like, sell you out for a quick buck. And it always kills me when I see that. I'm very leery about what I put my name on. I've almost been fired numerous times for saying no to how far I'm willing to go and support what I think could potentially be a bad idea. I could always reposition things, and I could always say things along the lines of like, hey, and I'm just going to make one up for you. Let's say there's a professional sports team that I really don't believe is a great value. But if they buy sponsorship on the station, 
I might be forced to read a commercial. Now, there's a difference between reading a commercial of, you know, hey, everybody, it's the uh, WWW uh, Facebook Knights who are playing this weekend, and uh, premium tickets are going for $5,000. I'm not going to push that as aggressively as I would say if they've got a family pack. And that goes for investment products, too. I love Fidelity. I love Vanguard. I love TD Ameritrade. I think they offer some of the best low-cost investment vehicles, vehicles that will get you from point A to retirement. I love them, and I, I can stand by that. It's pretty easy to attack my character and my credibility because I am I'm not a millennial, but I am a Generation Xer, and I do want to get you to retirement. And I will think of myself as better than any other investor on the planet. This is a week in investing where you can't really cuddle. You can't really cut in line. There's really no, um, easy way out. There's a lot of trading catalysts and there's a load of earnings reports. I love earnings season. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is a week where there's a ton of earnings reports, a load of economic data. We're in what's called earnings season, but we also get some good economic data. And on occasion, please forgive me, it's kind of nice to tune out what's happening in the presidency and with Congress and just go, okay, how did this company do with or without a president who's pro or against? How did this company do with or without a Congress who knows what next year looks like? Trump over the weekend threatened to shut down the United States government. And I can tell you, if you're on Social Security, that's the last damn thing you ever want to hear. If the changes to immigration laws and the border wall funding he is seeking does not come to fruition, he wants to shut down the government. Okay, that scares the hell out of the market. In theory, but maybe it's also letting a little steam out of the valve. Maybe it's a little, a little heat out, so to speak. Today we get Caterpillar topping second quarter estimates and raising up, 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 up their full year guidance. Now that doesn't sound to me like Trump is derailing Caterpillar, or maybe there he is holding them back. I don't know. I'm just going to look straight at those numbers. They beat second quarter estimates, and they raise. You can't ask for much better than that. Beat and raise? I know you're saying, that's not how you raise a child. You don't beat them and raise them. But from a stock perspective, it's okay. Choose your words carefully. So Amazon had blowout earnings, and all of Facebook and the FANG stocks were currently looking at and thinking, how is this going to play out? Oh, I'm hearing a lot of birds outside today. Are you? <laughs> That's a good thing, I think. As long as the birds are alive, that means there's oxygen, right? Or something like that. So let's push forward. Let's talk about some of the other things out there. You got Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. 
this probe's first trial is going to take on Paul Manafort. So we're kind of getting closer to what's this going to look like? Is there going to be an impeachment or not? The trial of President Donald Trump's one-time campaign chairman, Paul Manafort. Number three on your program, number one in your heart. Paul Manafort is going to open up Tuesday. The trial is going to give the public its most detailed glimpse of evidence that the special counsel's team has spent the last year accumulating. And now you're saying, whoa, was I watching ESPN over the weekend if I missed that? Oh, ESPN over the weekend, LeBron James regrets naming his child Bronny. Well, first and foremost, he regrets naming his child Bronny? Come on. I wanted to name my kids Danger and Trouble. I wanted to name a kid Pfft. How do you spell Pfft? Or Pasha? My name, Danger. Pasha. So here's how it is spelled P-F-F-F-F-F-F-T. And my, my dream was to like sit in the back of his second grade class and hear his teacher say, Black Pfft. Are you here today? Black Pfft. Last name's Black. Black. Mr. Mr. Black. And then I was like, that's not cool. So that's not cool to do to a kid, right? But it is funny. So we're going to get a little bit of a trial action going. So the headlines and the drama is going to ratchet up. Now, if that scares you, go. Go. I'm not asking to stay. I need sleep. Leave me alone. If it scares you that there could be some talk about Trump campaign and the Kremlin 2016 presidential election, you probably want to turn off your radio and your TV this week or your podcast or something, right? Lawyers have tangled over how much jurors will hear of the overseas political work. How much will we learn or not learn? And okay, no, wait, wait, here's where I stand on this. I, I can't control this. So my number one, number one, number one job is to continue to focus on companies that are great, companies with solid earnings, companies with solid profits, and go from there. Are you with me against me? 800-516-1220. Guess who's 50 years old? Happy birthday to, not Paul McCartney. (coughs) Happy birthday to Rob? No, 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 no. I ain't 50. I'm on the younger side of 50. Woohoo! How long can I How long can I say that? Probably till I die. The Big Mac at 50 years old. The Big Mac is 50 years old. Congratulations Big Mac. Oh, Seal's going to make us a little crazy. Good job, Seal. Get into my head exactly when I want you to. Netflix says it wants Aziz Ansari to start making shows again six months after he was controversially accused of sexual misconduct. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Your comments and questions are always welcome. 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. I can hear your folks racing from here. Sitting next to I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. We keep hearing about computers getting hacked. It's pretty common, right? And you want to hear about the next hot stock. And I can't tell you the next hot stock each and every single time. I can tell you one that's out there that's pretty intriguing. It's called, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready, Skidaddy? It's called Tenable. (laughs) Oops, there you go. Tenable. Wait. Tenable. I don't hit quite the drum roll correctly, but that's okay. Uh, It's a recent IPO. It's got some impressive growth. Company is developer and marketer of cybersecurity software. Now, here's the problem. Everyone wants the next hot stock, and guess what? Cybersecurity is not exactly something new. Oh, crap. Oh, dang it. There's been plenty of IPOs in the last six months. Carbon Black. How cool is that name, right? It's like carbon fire, carbon black, carbon, like, got it. Rapid 7, that's another cool name. Go Speed Racer, go Speed Racer. It's Rapid 7, ticker symbol RDP. Carbon black is ticker symbol CBLK. Sail point, ticker symbol, I'm sailing away. Sail, S-A-I-L, as I'm sailing away. I love carbon. To this day, I would adopt carbon if I could adopt carbon, but I can't adopt carbon because he's a cartoon. But he is. I love that little pudgy boy. Maybe it's because I was that little pudgy boy who wanted cheesy poofs. Not just one. I wanted a whole bag of cheesy poofs. Anyway, so else. And when he was a cop and dude. You must respect my authority. Every time. Okay, so the other day I'm driving. I'm driving and a cop gets behind me. I'm like, okay, I guess I should put down the whiskey bottle. I probably should throw the vodka out the window. No, 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 no. There's a cop there. Don't throw that out the window. Just pour it on the ground. Or light it on. Even better, burn the evidence while I'm going 70 miles down the road, right? Behave yourself. And then he just drives right by me. And I'm like. Wait, wait, how do I get vodka and gin out of a car car carpet? Uh, you get the idea. So carbon black, sale point, avoid <laughs> sale point totally digressed me and made me talk about carbon. Um, rapid seven. So sale point is ticker symbol sale. Rapid seven is RDP. Carbon black is CBLK. Z scalar is ZS. Okay, so for poops and giggles, write those down. And now you have a whole portfolio of cybersecurity stocks, of new cybersecurity stocks. And guess what? At some point in time, one of them is going to get acquired, and you're going to go, that's interesting. And maybe you'll look at the other one right next to it and say, okay, well, this company had clients with Apple and Microsoft and Yoohoo, not Yahoo, Yoohoo, the chocolate milk trick. Uh, anything to pull that Yahoo um, out, anything. 
We need more Yahoo yodeling. So let me just say one more time. Marissa Mayer used to be the CEO of Yahoo. I think I even officially buried the Yahoo's all effects. Okay, so Zscaler ZS, carbon black, CBLK, sale point sale, S-A-I-L, rapid seven RDP. Um, from a business perspective, you could look at all of these companies and see like um, Zscaler was up 150%, sale up 85%. So let's see who's coming public right now. It's a company called Tenable, T-E-N-B. Kind of like Audible, no, Tenable. I can't even figure out what they were thinking. But cybercrimes and hacking are always going to be prevalent, and they're always going to be complex. And guess what? They're always going to be in the news. So the deal on Tenable is coming public. It's got 9.2 million shares. That's nothing. You know, during the heyday where the dot-com world's trying to screw you, it's trying to hurt you, it's trying to upset you, it's trying to, like, put the, the, the nail in your head or whatever, I don't know. Maybe the nail in your coffin, I don't know. There'd be 20 million shares. So this is a very small offering, Tenable. Cybersecurity company that specifically focuses on what's called cyber exposure. Okay, now that's making me a little nervous just even thinking about that involves managing and measuring risk. The company served over 24,000 customers, up 14% from 2016. So in the last year, their customer count's up 14%. I'm like, okay, that don't impress me. But how are they doing now? Because 2016 becomes 2017 becomes 2018. It's well diversified in terms of customer base. It's got clients in 160 countries. Okay, so they're probably not going to go away. If you look back in 1998, and you're saying 1998, <clears throat> I don't even know what was happening in 1998. One of its co-founders created what's called Nessus, one of the most widely used vulnerability access platforms in the cybersecurity world. And ever since the launch of that product, a very large base of users have built it up. In fact, the free version of Nessus has about 2 million downloads since its inception. It's created a pool of potential customers where they're going to funnel more product in the future. You get into a product and, you know, to give you a, a, a stupid casual example, I like malware bytes. For that time when I go to a website that I shouldn't be at, it tells me, dude, Russians are trying to look at your webpage right now. I know you're saying, I wish we would have had that as a country. Maybe we did, and we just didn't use it. So Tenable, their software, basically, what it does is it assesses your risk. Risk profiles are important. It, it looks at it across various IT assets, like networking infrastructure, desktop, mobile phones, servers, containers, um, Internet of Things. I've got one of those Nest thermostats, and I got one of those Nest uh, smoke detectors. How if you can get into the, that back door into my Wi-Fi? I also have all my banking records on my web page, right, or on my my email. So knowing your exposure is pretty important. But 
that's cute in the world of cybersecurity because everyone's doing that. So we go, okay, pass. I get it. What are we thinking next? Okay, are you digital first and foremost? We're not selling floppy disks anymore. Whether it's the five and a quarter or the three and a half inch drives, gone. Who uses those? I'm sure someone. Yes, my friend Boris. I use it. I know you're saying, is Robert Boris in Russian? Maybe. I don't know. So the number of new enterprise platform customers up 30% year to year. The number of customers with $100,000 or greater in annual contract up 88% a year. I'm talking about a company called Tenable, where I'm now starting to look at the financials and no longer the story. I'm looking at metrics that I can say, how, do they, how are they going to grow in the future? Dollar-based net expansion rate, which comes as a super impressive. I'm not going to say uber impressive. I'm not going to say it lifts me up to see up 121%. But while most of the market is focused on Uber and Lyft and their coming IPO, I'm thinking about cybersecurity. So as Tenable gets public and gets traded and gets in the market, you have to look at a lot of things. Not only the company, because trust me, you can read the prospectus, you can read all the annual filings, and you can kind of get a a feel for it. But you have to look at, like, are they growing a fast clip or not a fast clip? How much are they losing? Because a lot of IPOs lose money. Uber's losing money. And when they come public in 2019, 2020, the thought is, okay, it's time to show the world that we can make money. And how do they do that? Do they, but I'm not going to even get there yet because it's so far away. I'm looking at Tenable, T-E-N-B, as an idea. They've got great performance. And could they be the next big winner in the space of cybersecurity? I think so. Do I want you to buy it? I'd say consult a broker or advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. Ever, 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 ever. I want it to name my kids Trouble and Danger. And then after that, if I had like two or three more or five more, I would have named them other things. Maybe I would have named one of my kids Body Armor or New Focus Financial. Whatever. KDOW. But this one isn't that, I'm not going to say dangerous, because I, I do want you to know that IPOs are young and they're, they're kids. They're teenagers. They're precocious. They're not predictable. Will the CEO sell out? Will the CEO be a good CEO? Or will he be the kind of guy who goes, I just made $100 million coming public. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to burn all my money. I'm going to climb up a clock tower and shoot monkeys. Don't climb up this clock tower and shoot monkeys. Whoa. Whoa. Rock solid balance sheet. Consult a advisor, do some homework, do some research. I already have. Look at Tenable. Ticker symbol T-E-N-B. Work advisor, actually, I'm going to on the show. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
listen to classic rock growing up as everyone probably listened to classic rock growing up and I just got tired of it how many times can you hear the same damn song from the 70s and 80s so this is Bleachers Don't Take the Money I'm a big fan of Jack Aronoff and is this going to be as memorable as Aerosmith Kenny's got a gun Probably not. But to me, in the moment, I go, I appreciate that. It's tough to pull off a hit record, right? It's tough to be a weatherman. It's tough to hit the weather channel. It's tough to be a financial guy. It's tough to hit the ability to say, trust me when I say, let's get to retirement. That's my goal. Along the way, have fun. Of which Jack Aronoff was a member of fun, the band which he was not the lead singer, which gives me even more uh, street cred to the band. Because to be able to play bass for a guy who's got this just kicking voice, and then a year later, you're the lead singer. It happens. It doesn't happen terribly often. Um, based out of New York City. I love New York City. New York City is the greatest city in the, on the planet to visit. I don't know how great it is to live there. Having lived there, it's it's okay, um, but it, it severely limits your game. And like this is something that's fantastic because I've talked recently about this to other people. Where you know in San Francisco, you went from you know having a flat and you can invite friends over and have you know housewarming parties and look how great it is to live in San Francisco. To next time you have to ask your two roommates. To the next time you have to ask your four roommates. So for me, I think the bleachers are super fun. And out of New York City, succeeding in a city that's very, very, very tough to succeed. So you see that point. More than two-thirds of people equal 66% of all people. According to a new study by Rob Black, Actually, the study is not by me, but it says more than two-thirds of people have no interest in buying Bitcoin. I have no interest in buying Bitcoin. It's coming off back-to-back winning weeks. It's the number one digital currency. Woo-hoo! Personally, I like my Starbucks rewards or my Visa rewards or anything over. Those are my currencies that I live by. But 96% of respondents to a Wells Fargo Gallup poll, who have, people who have heard of Bitcoin, only 2% say they own it, and 72% say they have no interest in owning it. Bitcoin has yet to make significant inroads into the major subgroup psychi- psychiatry of America, right? Just 3% of men, 1% of women, 3% of people 18 to 49, and 1% of people over 40, over 50. People don't have a lot of desire for it. Now, I am interested because the longer it sticks around, the more real it becomes. It's like if you say you had a one-year career in the NFL, not that impressive. 
But if you were to say, I was in the NFL for 20 years, you're like, what did you do? Did you kick field goals? Nah, it's masseuse in the NFL. <laughs> no funny stuff league. And I was a masseuse in the no funny stuff league. Yeah, so a lot of people don't want to own Bitcoin, and that's kind of sometimes where the teeter-totter comes in. Now, as I've grown older, I've grown wealthier. I'm at the point now where I never have to work till the day I die. Barring something like 20 women coming forward and saying, I'm baby daddy, of which that's not going to happen. But unless there's a trick or uh, something up the sleeve, I don't know about. I've got enough money. I can tell you what I will never, ever do. I hate cruises. I hate, in my heart and soul, everything about cruises. There's nothing that I like about a cruise. Getting on a boat, a small city with 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 people sounds like a disaster to me. I saw the Titanic, and I have no interest in it. But then you also see flu outbreaks, and... You see situations where it's stuck at sea with no toilet for like three or four weeks. And like, you're going, Rob, that's a small sample size. There's literally hundreds of boats floating around every day that people don't get sick on. I'm going to give you the re- another reason why I hate cruises. Not only will I not invest in one, I won't go on one. And if you ever drag me on one, I will give you $1 million. If anyone ever sees me on a cruise... I will give them $1 million. I'm, re- I'm changing the Radio Shack bet, which I actually have to go into Radio Shack. And I was like, I should put on a, a disguise. If I go on a cruise ship, if you see me in a disguise, you get $10 million. But if you see me normally, you get a million. A German cruise ship operator came under fire this weekend after one of its employees killed a polar bear in the remote Arctic island of Spitsbergen. All I'm going to say is, we don't have to go to Spitsbergen, and we don't have to kill an animal that lives there. That's like coming to the United States and shooting people in California just because your boat landed in San Diego. I'm going to shoot people. They deserve to be there. They're San Diegans. San Diegoans. Stay classy, San Diego. Kind of a big deal. So a poor bear was killed in a tourist encounter. And I just don't... It was a German cruise ship, and another reason for me to hate Germany. I've got family that that goes back in French ancestry. We don't trust the Germans. I'm joking. Please do not send hate mail to Rob at robblack.com. Why do we have to go hang out with polar bears? I'm Rob Black.